0: Welcome to the PDR Workshop Podcast, where we provide information about the paintless dent removal process, anywhere from the best business practices, tech tips, and even tool recommendations. Don't forget, you can always join us and engage with the community during our live show every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Good evening, everybody, and thank you for joining us for another live show, PDR Workshop, um, episode 53, preparing for your next PDR appointment. Sorry, guys, I had to turn down the, the little video I had planned. <laughs> so, like we always introduce ourselves, Dave, um, you want to go first? or
1: right, Dave from Windy City Debt Repair.
0: And Chris from Dentless Touch. Uh, so, I first want to, you know, thank everybody. I, we don't have a lot of people in the in the show watching yet, but the ones that are on, you know, thank you. We're at almost two thousand downloads on our podcast, guys. Um, so I definitely appreciate all the love that you guys have been showing support on our podcast. Uh, we we really are overwhelmed with. Uh, with the numbers that that people. So it seems like you guys love that platform. We're going to continue to keep putting content on that platform. Check out the latest um, kind of, uh, uh, what is it? The the unscripted, Unscripted, I think it is. So it's like a series inside of our podcast. So don't forget to check out those little mini snippets of, of information that we feel as though is the best platform to provide that. Um, now before we get
1: started, Dave, you want to go over the tools? Yeah. So, uh, today I, br- yeah, today I brought on the tequila tabs from Anson Ooh. and, um, I had a, it was an Audi a four roof rail mm-hmm. and these are the ones to get it out. The, uh, these things were pulling super, super hard and i mean i i really enjoy these tabs they remind me of those root beer those those root beer tabs that you had i think it's also manson i think it's also manson so they remind me a lot of uh uh like remind me a lot like those uh those root beer tabs but you keep telling me about these these dead center tabs that I need to pick up. Okay. And I mean this small one was still pulling, so I don't know how those dead center tabs were uh were working for you, but Bajorn as well as our in our Facebook group was telling mm-hmm. us about those dead center tabs. Um but these Anson tabs, the these tequila tabs, they were I mean they were pulling super super hard. Uh these are the main three that I was using. So uh nice. tequila tabs And from what Anson. would you comp-
0: compared against what? Like what were you using before you switched to that?
1: I, was, I mean, I was just using uh, typically my green black plague tabs. That's like my go-to for anything glue pulling wise. And then just within my glue pull setup, I have different mixtures of uh, work tabs, Anson tabs, um, some weird checkered style tabs, German tabs. So these were the ones that were even the root beer tabs weren't pulling. For some reason, these clear tequila tabs from Anson uh, were pulling this Audi A4 roof rail. So. If you guys don't have these, definitely check them out. They're super strong. The heads are really, really thick. Uh, it doesn't seem like I'm going to get that much like stretch or play within them. Uh, mm-hmm. It's going to take a lot of time for those to actually like break or snap or something like that. Uh, they seem very stout. So I really, really highly recommend these uh, tequila tabs from Anson.
0: Yeah, I'm going to share it just as, so if anybody's looking – for those uh, yeah
1: those oh, man
0: that's it right there oh uh, there's not they're not priced uh, so yours flat i guess it's the flat version right
1: correct yeah
0: so it doesn't have the thumbprint
1: no nice.
0: okay so these yeah seem like they do yeah that's what's up all right dave john me, says the dead center tabs using?
1: Uh, I use the green glue like I've talked about, the ones that I brought on the show about a week or two ago. Uh, that's that's what I'm using with all my glue pulling setup. Uh, but John here said the dead center tabs have a smaller shaft and they pull harder in the center. So if you guys can see how large or small this shaft is. yeah. So he said the dead center tabs have a smaller shaft and then they do pull harder in that center. So. But I mean, these yeah, things are getting al- getting the job done. I'll tell you that.
0: It always seems like the dead center tags is just gonna break at any point. Like it's the shaft is so thin. But okay, um, John. I mean, I didn't even I didn't even think of that. That is probably, you know, where it's pulling. That's making it, you know, pull that dead center. So that's what's up.
1: What you got for this us? New every day.
0: So I have the. I worked on that fender, if anybody's checking out, or Instagram, on Instagram, you check out my Instagram stories. I was working on the fender, and majority of that repair was done on the CarePoint, uh, you, the CarePoint flat bar. It's the new flat bar. Uh, Shouts out to um, Edgy. I happened to catch him in the hallway in our hotel room, and he was... Uh, he was able to give me one of these because he did not want to uh to carry it on his carry on bag. I, I guess he wouldn't allow it to to carry on. So <clears throat> I was just at the right place at the right time and was able to snag a Carapoint bar, a flat bar for free. <laughs> so, but this you bin like right the, here,
1: you like that? That's bun?
0: yeah. You know, forget this, but. This bin right here was 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 doing the magic for me. Um, I put the Dentcraft uh, one inch ball tip on it, and I was able to move some some metal with this. It does not. Um, it has some kind of nickel in it. I think one of you guys talked uh, talked about that. But when you comp- when you match it with the Edgy Dent Tools uh, little stub that he runs, man, you can actually slide this down into uh, you know the kind of like the window um, in between the window wedge and the uh, belt molding. So this this low profile um, is a perfect blend. And when you, also I use this tip on with the dent dial. So comparison is in my next video, but I'll share some insight with it. The dent dial, at least the 22 heavy is stronger. Uh, this almost seems like a 35 light. So it has a little bit of power, but it will flex on you, and it will lose its shape when you start to put down a lot of uh, a lot of torque. So uh, the twenty-two that dent that dent dial is is stout. So, but yeah, if you don't have that, that is hundred and seventy-five dollars on their website, um, and I can show you guys that right now. So I'm a little behind, and that is the Carepoint
1: Tools. Which I believe,
0: where are they at, Dave? Do you know? they thought they were names? out of. Colorado I thought they were out of Missouri.
1: I, okay, but it might be Colorado. Yeah, it's. Um, I don't know exactly, actually.
0: Yeah, so check that out, guys. If you're in the market, oh, I guess they don't have any. I guess you can't even buy it. <laughs> so if you're in the market for, uh, a flat bar, you know, check out the CarePoint flat bar, guys.
1: Now you said it does have some flex.
0: Yes, yes, it does. Um. Yeah, so the with the ball, you know, you just don't have a, a lot of power. You need really, like, the strongest tool to actually have that that ball, that rubber ball actually move any uh, decent metal. So it just would flex. It would lose its shape in the middle, uh, leveraging off the tire and stuff like that. Mm. And this happened to me twice. So I know that the, the metal, I mean, this is pretty thick to be bendy. You know, so I know that the metal, the alloys that they use is, it's, you know, I I don't, I really don't know metal, but it's, it's not the strongest stuff in the, in the batch. (laughs) So the, uh,
1: spling blingy. Now, I, now I've said with that flat bar, I've had a couple other flat bars in my career. Mm -hmm. Um, the way that that bend is, do you think it could be maybe curved in a little bit more rather than I'm like, almost like a 45. It is there it could be yes a and little tighter th- or a little more curved
0: right and i think i i did kind of bend this a little bit more but probably not as much as the uh i think the dent wizards don't feel like for some of these lips
1: that it's not going to you know it's
0: going to be think it should be more of a yeah closer to a 90 as as yeah you know? yeah oh, okay
1: that's just my opinion yeah,
0: see normally i would put a a tip on this end and then Got there's it. your 90. Okay. So to have this like 45 degree bend as an option, like you can't really do this with a dent dial. I mean, I guess if you heat it up and really have some kind of vice that would bend the dent dial, but honestly, you're normally building bending the dent dial probably about four to five inches in. And again, four or five inches from True. the edge. That's, mm-hmm. that's the area that actually moves. So to have that bend about two, three inches from the edge, you know, uh, you know, it's it, it works. It works. So that's it. That's all I have. Check out CarePoint Tools, guys, and also check out Anson PDR and their tequila tabs. And I'm pretty sure you guys won't be disappointed in those tools. So uh, let me switch off to the chat. Anything we need to go over before the chat, Dave? Gonna... Oh, Julian said, "What's,
1: What's the pressure? best training in the business?" Real quick. Ooh. Ooh, best training in the business. I said
0: Dentless oh, Touch. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I haven't received any training out there. I think Dent Wizard, they say they have pretty good training. I think everybody I talked to, they say their training is on point. You yeah. do sell yourself and you 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 will be working for them. You can't, they don't have any um, it's a private training for them for their techs only. Uh, you know. Those just seem to be the best training um facilities around. Uh, you know, Mike. Um, I think I think, he put I together think a just huge when it comes package. to
1: training, I, I do think when it comes to training, that's such a huge um heavy question because I think there's so many opinions on what the quote unquote best training will be.
0: And I've never been to any of these
1: trainings, so it's hard right. to like <laughs> so know the-
0: what's the best when I have not right. even been to a training, but From, I guess, our scope and what we see, it seems like there's a a lot of successful people coming out of Mike. Um, I think Marty has some training. Yeah, Uh, Jonathan says Mike
1: Seawald. I know uh, Ryan had mentioned Mike Seawald
0: before. Mike Seawald, so that that number gets, I mean, that name gets passed around a lot for training. A lot of guys like him. Um, Yeah, there's tons of guys. I mean, yeah. I, I think look at, Who's came out of the training and done something? I think that's that's kind of where you obviously Dent Wizard is a lot of skilled Dent Wizard technicians out there. Um, I think Mike's trained a bunch of guys, and then obviously Mike has trained, you know, some very successful technicians. So that's like my honest opinion. I can't tell you one one or the other. So be well, let's get into the topic of you know, preparing for your next appointment and why it that is important um dave we were talking before the show we're going over why we pick this topic and i would say that i think it's what allows my company at least stand out from the rest it uh for me being like the adhd and kind of just not even focusing it it, it, when the customer is there i i look up their name and i just do different steps we'll go in detail um i just do different steps to get me ready for the type of car that's coming in the type of damage and stuff like that but it just allows me to be just better prepared ready fresh mentally and all that good stuff dave why is this topic important uh for you and your company
1: Um, I just feel like being a prepared tech, a prepared business owner is just going to allow for more success. Um, I feel, you know, once you you, doing the repairs, one thing, and as a technician, a lot of us here as technicians, we like to be prepared with buying new tools or the latest techniques. And that's how we just become prepared as technicians. Well, what about as business owners, what about as uh, managers, what do we do to be prepared for our next customer that we're going to have to work on their car? We're already prepared with the newest light or the nicest tool or the newest technique uh, to repair that vehicle. But what about all this stuff that we do before, uh, beforehand with the customer or before the customer even, you know, is getting their car uh, repaired, right?
0: I think we looked at this as like a marathon runner, you know, they, they go through countless amount of training and preparation to be successful, to win the race and and, and all that stuff. And I think each customer, you know, each day is that race, you know, each week is that race to that goal. And it's that it all comes down to the preparation. So I think we thought it'd be the best and a great idea to share kind of some of the things that we do to prepare for the next appointment. And obviously some of the reasons why we feel as though it's very important to instill in our guys that proper preparation. So,
1: And we do, and we both do things differently. Yes. (laughs) And we both do things differently. Both do do things differently.
0: Which is absolutely crazy. So let's touch a little bit. I think we touched just before, but why uh, preparation is important. Um, Is there anything that we need to touch about that before we move on? (laughs)
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel it's, it's, you know, Jonathan here said being prepared means you give a crap and your customer will see that. Uh, and yes, I completely sir. agree. I completely agree yes, with that. Um, just some of the things just real quick before you really, really get into it. A uh, couple of things I'm doing is I'm looking over what I have for the next day. Uh, what cars am I going to be working on? How am I going to get there? I'm running my whole route. I'm looking through my whole schedule. I'm running my route in my head. Uh, and then obviously, obviously, the repairs are going to be another thing. So, whatever, if I have three appointments that day, I'm going to kind of run, you know, that schedule in my head. How's that all going to go? Also, and then how are the repairs going to go? How am I going to attack this fender? How am I going to attack this door? You know, kind of seeing what I have. Uh, but I feel like just being prepared the day before, before all of uh, the your actual day comes into play, uh, is huge. Just being mentally prepared is a huge thing, at least for myself.
0: So you, you think that's more important or you think it's kind of, it's kind of weighs equally, uh, for more of the, uh, I guess the, the preparation in like the, the truck and gas and all that stuff. You think the mental preparation is, is extremely important
1: for you. Yeah. I think if you just wake up that next morning, look at what you have to do and then go and do it. Um, I feel like there's probably some steps that may be missed along the way, or you can probably, uh, be more efficient if you looked at it the day prior.
0: Okay. So let's get into more detail of what we do so we can start giving some of the meat and potatoes of this topic, Dave. Um, Dave, go first. What are some of the things when you initially look at your schedule? Like how, how much time do you need to prepare for that next customer? So let's start from that time
1: um so depending on since we're completely mobile so that okay. i mean to me is just a huge factor as opposed to maybe someone like yourself who has a shop i feel like you can run your appointments maybe a lot closer together um, as opposed to there is drive time associated with being a mobile technician so that has to be taken into account Um, obviously trying to create the best route possible uh, for that week or for that day, if you're going to be in a certain area, you're going to try to schedule appointments, uh, around maybe one appointment you have that day. That's going to be kind of in the similar area, but something, you know, always pop up, just especially being a mobile technician, uh, body shops call dealerships call. They have that yeah. one emergency that always throws you off. Right. Uh, but I feel, so I, I look at my, I look at my whole schedule for the day before or the day before, and I'm running my entire route in my head. Um, that is going to then allow me to kind of just already know what I need to do uh, for the next day. Nice. Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just, that's like step one for me. is just like looking at the calendar and seeing what we have that day running around. uh, it, It can be pretty frustrating, especially as a mobile tech. And I feel that being prepared is, is, I don't know, like Jonathan said, like you, you, I, it means I care if, if I'm preparing for that next day mm. for that next appointment.
0: Right. Well, coming from a standpoint of, you know, having an actual brick and mortar building, uh, we do run our appointments a lot closer. And I think we spoke about it, spoke upon it, uh, today. I think about, uh, early this morning when I said, I run my appointments every 30 minutes and I get them. I get all my customers in the door, hopefully before 10 o'clock. So I can just assess everything that I have to do and just blaze through it. Obviously everything's not getting done at the same time, but, um, I can tell a customer, Hey, I'd be done in four hours and really I can knock out the two cars in those four hours and no one knows, but it helps me. So I don't have that downtime where. The customer is coming in and they're splitting my day or I have to walk out in the middle of the repair. So I get them in I schedule between every 15 and every 30 minutes.
1: And then after about
0: 10, 11 o'clock, I pretty much am able to just get to work. And so, so some of the things in
1: that the, go ahead. Well, so in that morning, so you're saying your customers are gonna to try to get all your customers in before 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Have you mm-hmm. have you actually sold the repairs at that point or are they coming in for the estimate? and then selling on the spot and then if they need to drop off or wait, that is then decided.
0: So most of my customers receive a ballpark before they come in. Um, I don't want to waste their time. So I just say, Hey, send me a picture. I'll give you a rough idea. And if you okay with that, you know, that, that, that where it falls, just, you know, we can schedule, give them the ballpark. So they have a understanding of what they are kind of seeing the range. And so when I write up a quote, so each customer gets an exact quote, measure out the dent and all that good stuff. And I can say, hey, it's going to take about five to six hours to repair. Are you willing to wait for it? And most of the time they're willing to wait. They'll drop off the car. They'll say, oh, man, I I just don't have that time. Put me on the schedule for tomorrow or at a later date. So at about five or six appointments, I probably only will work on about three to four. And the rest will reschedule. And you always get the one that probably – you know, we'll just, you know, just wanted an estimate. So,
1: but that's so when that you're saying work. your appointments are 30 minutes apart or ran like ran 30 minutes apart. How does that work?
0: So literally the customer comes in at eight and, um, I, you know, give them an estimate. You're having, another one, in having another one coming at eight 30, having another one coming at nine. Mm-hmm. So I'm just pulling them all in the shop, pulling them in. I got a guy that's taking them down, maybe starting a dent, pulling my tools out, whatever they're doing and getting the glue ready, stuff like that. Um, if it's something quick that I can work on, I'll blaze through it real quick, a little small one, two inch dent, I can blaze through it real quick. By the time that second or third customer comes in, the first customer's already out the door. Um, if it's something that's crazy, kind of like the fender for today, told the customer five hours, I was able to get like one little small job in within that five hours and no one really knew everybody was happy. Still got the stuff done, uh, in a timely manner, uh, to meet their expectations but the preparation side of it, um, for me, um, the day before, or really the, the 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 five minutes before the customer pulls up, I grab their name, and I'm already looking for that car. I'm in a tight area. Parking is, is, is very slim, uh, and I can tell that the customer is driving around looking for me. So the first thing I do is I go, okay, I'm looking for a BMW X3. And so if I see a BMW X3 that's in the parking lot kind of, you know, unsure of where to park. I already know they're for me. I flag them down, and just the fact that uh that someone's out there ready to serve it it's just it's night and day. Like I know the customers. You could just see the smile on their face when they when you see me flag them down. Oh, you're for me. No problem. Come in. And then sometimes they pull up. I'm for Dylan Shush. That's me. I was waiting for you. No problem. Hey, just pull right here. And they pull right pull right up. They already have a pleasant feeling that we were out there waiting for that 8, 30, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock appointment, whatever that may be. And for me, I forget names like nobody's business. So I remember cars, but I will forget your name. Um, but I constantly look at their name in the schedule. And I hope and pray that it's the person that's dropping off the car. It hasn't filled me yet. But I constantly look at their name, constantly remember, okay, her name's Susie, Susie, Susie. I say, how you doing, Miss Susie? Good morning. How you doing? Oh, okay. And I'm telling you, man, you can see their face light up when you call a customer by their name. Yeah, that you're ready. It's 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 a different experience. You walk into, you know, Chick Fil A, and they go, Hey, Dave, how you doing, buddy? You're you're gonna always go back to that Chick Fil A. You're gonna, yeah. you know, uh, 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 go, you know, you know, uh, um, go out of your way to um to go to that particular chick fil a or deli or whatever that gives you that personal connection.
1: Yeah. And I, I think agree. that's
0: what I'm trying to bring. And that's solely because of my preparation. Yeah.
1: Um, it's just, I, I do Do you do yeah, that? I day? do. I do. So uh, their name is in the schedule, um, mm-hmm. with the repair and the, as I'm on the way to their home, their estimate is pulled up on the iPad already. The iPads in my hand as I'm walking up to their door uh, sometimes they're already outside, depending on the weather, stuff like that, but uh, walk up to the door and I, you know, I'll greet, them. are you John? Are you Jim? You know, are you Susie? And uh, oh yeah. So, you know, I'm Dave with Windy City Dent Repair. Mm-hmm. You know, we had spoken on the phone um, and sometimes I've already assessed the damage But as I've walked up, the car's already there or, Hey, let's go take a look at what you have. Uh, and then we'll go over their estimate, which is already right there. All I have to do is enter their in their VIN number. So I, I try to get that done. Uh, while they're standing there so they can see that, okay, there's a professional-looking truck here. It's a professional-looking technician. They're using an iPad. You know, all these kind of things are, you know, in, in preparing mm-hmm. them to go ahead and sign off and say, okay, I want this company to go ahead and work on my vehicle. Uh, and then yeah. so, you know, we go ahead and start with, with the repair there. But all these things are have already been entered in, you know, the day before. I've already entered in their name, their address, what ran... You know, how am I going to run this whole route that day? All these things I've already thought about. And that's just how I just mentally prepare uh, for the next appointment.
0: So let's go over some questions, Dave. I was reading this. says Chris, uh, are you the only one doing repairs or do you have employees attacking some of the jobs? Uh, yes. So I do have employees that will attack some of the jobs when we do have like those five or six scheduled appointments back to back. I do get some assistance. If it's just two, I can handle the two. But uh, I do have guys that I can call on when we have those busy days. Um, Jonathan says, if you're quick at pushing it, um, doesn't it make sense to, um, from a business standpoint, to hire a service writer uh, so you can do less downtime? Fortunately or unfortunately, I don't need a service advisor. I think service advisors really need uh to sell it manage it and just do all kinds of back-end order parts and just stuff that is not needed do i need some assistance in the beginning part of the day most likely hauling my tools a little bit moving things invoicing uh the one thing that i i uh so we have one operational manager and when i get busy she comes down and helps me do the invoicing so that's a big help because I can literally pull that next car, greet that customer or, you know, finish up with the customer. Hey, thank you. I'm glad you like to repair. Crystal will uh, take care of the final bill. And I appreciate you, you know, appreciate the business. Um, and then I just just go jump on um, the next car. So that really helps me out because I'm trying to say five minutes here, three minutes here, four minutes here. Like I'm not I'm not trying to say 30 minutes. So to, to answer your question. <laughs> I do get help. And I think the biggest thing is more so a service advisor. It's just an, a raw helper. Uh, I don't think a service advisor will, would, would work. I think, uh, just a helper that can do everything. He can handle the camera. <laughs> he can yeah. do the invoicing. He can answer my phone so I can just keep pushing. So, uh, more of a helper yeah. on average. How many retail jobs do you guys get a day? Sorry, Dave.
1: No, I was, I was going to answer this, uh, ask the same question here. Uh, so obviously at least for me here in Chicago, it is, I don't want to say a seasonal, uh, thing, but there is, you know, it is busier spring summer than it is in the winter. And that's just due to the nature of the weather. Um, but say just on average, I'm getting anywhere between five to 15, you know, at least estimates or emails or calls throughout the day, um, actually booking them. It's just obviously going to be dependent on the damage. So, um, I don't know what you're looking for on that. You know, how many are actually being completed or how many are actually, you know, calling or looking to get estimates. But uh, you know, I'm getting anywhere from someone looking for an estimate five to 15, you know, probably closer from five to seven in the winter. And then, you know, five to 15, anywhere in there in the summer, probably even closer to 10 to 15 in the summer uh, with just people asking for estimates. And then it just keeps ramping up. I think as it gets nicer and warmer, Um, but actually You know, booking for the day, that's all going to be just dependent on the damage. Me being a mobile tech, um, you know, and if I have a larger repair that's going to take, you know, a couple hours, that's going to be the only repair that day. Because a lot of times I can't get to many other places if I'm going to be stuck in one place, a lot of times due to traffic at that point. Uh, And I feel like Chris can probably, you know, stack up a couple harder repairs in the same Mm -hmm. day. With having multiple mm-hmm. technicians, uh, probably at the same location as well,
0: you'll be surprised. Just moving your tools from one stop, one place to another, how much time that eats up, man. Just forget the driving; just having to load your tools back up and and, and take them out. I mean, that's 15, 20 minutes because, you know, I've working.
1: gotten a, I've gotten it down to a, a pretty, okay, okay. I mean, I'm in and out of the, think, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm in and out okay. probably within five. So that like that, I've got down to a science. But uh, for me, it's, you know, it's going to be the drive time as a mobile technician. That's going to be the hardest thing trying to get around mm-hmm. uh, other drivers, you know, traffic construct, whatever it may be um, that, that may come up just due to actual driving. Um, we do a 60 mile radius, uh, around one of the largest airports in the, in the country. So a 60 mile radius can be very difficult sometimes to maintain. And so you mm-hmm. just got to strategically prepare that whole route set up for, you know, to be mm-hmm. successful and make sure everything gets done within that day. That's how we, you know, have always done things.
0: Nice. Now for us on a decent day for us, um, at least for me, it's around three, uh, I would say between three big jobs or about five. I think after five, I'm if I'm by myself, I struggle because I just can't get them in and out. The invoicing, the moving my tools around the shop is just it gets much. So far as retail jobs, uh, I like to stay around five a day. Of course, it's wintertime; we're not getting close to five, but we're all pretty steady. So um, our average day is five during the summer, though. So per day, um. So we got some of these questions here. What is the most effective way to advertise your business? Quickly, Dave, what do you think?
1: Google AdWords.
0: Google AdWords, yep. That's That's
1: for money. If you want to go free, go social media.
0: Yeah, which social media platform, Dave?
1: Facebook. I was going to say Instagram, but I yeah, I was going to say Facebook. I feel like if you want to advertise your business, I mean, like, I think quickly. Instagram is nice, but it just... I don't know. I feel like the people who want to kind of spend a couple more bucks are gonna be on Facebook. That's just my that's just me, but
0: (laughs) I I most effective way. So I feel like (laughs) (laughs) I I say Instagram for that long term effectiveness and then (laughs) AdWords. I think that's the best way to advertise your business. Um use a phone service allows me to keep working, but initially cost me
1: I think that's the hardest okay. thing too. I mean, you know, he said he had so Jonathan said he had a phone service uh that allowed him to keep working, but he initially lost time training them. And I feel that's hard sometimes kind of like the the service writer question. Um mm-hmm. It's very hard to train someone to to look at what we look at cuz you're still tra- it's like you're training. Yeah. it's, like, like, you're, it's like you're training another tech. Yeah. It's like it's like you're
0: training another tech. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> So kudos to Jonathan for doing that because he took the time so that way he can advance. When he gets busy, he actually has someone that can actually service and and, and answer the phone and answer the questions for customers. So that's preparation. You know that's one of the what we're talking about. Um, I said don't buy Yelp ads. Yeah, I d- I agree with him. Hmm. I came in getting- uh, Tommy, is are you guys
1: doing media content on every repair? No. I'm I'm trying to, but (laughs) I try to, whether it it be an Instagram, whether it be a photo and like an Instagram snap, like I'm trying, but it can become very difficult. Now, if you're talking about a full video, then that's not happening. But, you know, I feel like guys can still take the before and after photos. I I feel like quick videos with your phone should still be taken, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, but the full productions, you know, that maybe Chris does or, you know, myself, you know, those take a lot of wow. extra time outside of uh, the repairs. So it's just. Yeah. They can there there are some repairs
0: that I wish I had the time to film. But I just I know that customer is literally just standing over me. Um I did a F-150. I mean, I'm sorry, wrapped it will probably post a couple of days from now. And he stood right there. There was no time to film. That was the end of that one. So, and then the parkour and Price guy and pray for the best. <laughs> All right. Um. So, back to the topic while we get some more uh, questions in the chat. Um. I uh, was actually reading an article that made some sense on, you know, preparation. And it basically was talking about um, taking the time to think. Think like your customer, you know, um, considering adding some empathy into your toolbox, uh, really putting yourself in the customer's shoes because uh, oftentimes we talk in the lingo of, you know, from dent guys. So we talk yeah. in that dent, dent lingo and it is so over the head, over the customer's head that they kind of, I don't know, they kind of curl up in a ball and they just instantly said no because they just can't comprehend what you're saying?
1: They don't know the terms so, that you're using, yeah.
0: Right. They they just don't know. So to uh, prepare to articulate, you know the uh, the answers to the questions so that anybody can understand that's a, a skill by itself, and, and I think you will you will advance in your salesmanship, you know, almost instantly. And I think an easy way to do this is to go, you know, whether it be to the bar or some social gathering. And when people ask you what do you do? If you can articulate what you do and he understands quickly, you pretty much nailed it. At least for me I struggle. I'm um so I take dents out of cars and I'm trying to tell him what I do and it it never gets over. I'm like a 50-50 right now. What what are you, Dave? How do you feel about that that statement that I made with empathy and stuff?
1: Uh I feel that I'd naturally do that, so it's not something that like I, I mean, you have gone on like, per, like gone on about right. like personal characteristics that we both possess. So that's kind of something that I naturally, I feel can uh, either gather from my customer or uh, if I, if I'm talking in PDR lingo, I know that this, customer, like I could see just naturally on their face that they're not understanding me. And then I can, I can quickly mm-hmm. revert back to dumbing it down for them. And, you know, I, talking to them like a second grader sometimes with what we do. Um, yeah, right. Does that, I kind of do that on the fly. So to me, it's something I don't need to necessarily prepare for.
0: So do you need to actually see their facial expressions and stuff like that? Or is that something I do. I go off of body. Yeah.
1: I go off of body language. Yeah. And I I guess even over the phone too, I I can kind of gauge where my customer's at. As they're speaking to me, I'm kind of picturing what this person looks like. Um, Mm -hmm. and how they're, and how they're speaking to me. I'm understanding that. And I'm very, I can play off social cues pretty quickly. Uh, -hmm. and so being prepared for it is, is, (laughs) I just kind of mentally prepare myself, if anything, like right before the phone call, just like, all right, what was their name again? All right, Mike. All right, Hey, Mike, what's up? It's Dave from Windy City Dent Repair. And then I'm going to start playing off of how is he talking? Is he excited? Is he not? Mm-hmm. Are they playing? You know, are they, is he talking a little softer? Can he not really hear me? Maybe he's older. Uh, and I'm just gathering all these things as I'm talking to him right off the bat. And I feel that's me showing empathy, kind of just trying to help them out the best way possible, or communicate to them the best way possible.
0: So it's nice because, you know, we don't have a thousand customers we deal with in a day. So do you take that kind of uh, memory bank and say, okay, I got, you know, Mike over here. He's a little elderly, elderly uh, individual. He has hard of hearing. So I'm going to ask him, is he text? And then remember that and actually text him when you're, you know, arriving and stuff like that. That's taking a like a personal touch that like, again, that preparation to make them feel, you know, a valuable customer. That's just, that's just crazy. That's just amazing. Like I can only imagine, I mean, we do that too, but I think you're doing it a little bit deeper and better than, uh, me. Cause I'm always reading like, how can I best, you know, help this, this situation, whether it be, Hey, I need this dent done now, or, you know, I don't, yeah. you know, uh, I- whatever it is. <laughs>
1: I try not to come from, like, a, a selling, like, standpoint. I mm-hmm. try to come from, like, I'm nice. trying to help you out. Like, yeah, it's going to cost for my time. It's going to cost for this repair. But, like, I'm I'm here legitimately to to help you, you know. So I do care about my customers. I care about what their needs are and what their wants are. And so, you know, I sometimes get offended when they say, well, can you just pop it out? You know, I'm like, I feel like we all <laughs> get offended sometimes, you know, with, with comments that people make. And I think we've gone over that in previous shows. Um, right. You know, so, oh, well, you did that so fast. It shouldn't be that much. And that kind of just, like, hurts your ego or it kind of hurts your pride. But, you know, I'm just – I'm constantly trying to figure out my customer and try to figure out the best way to help them, you know, and put myself in their shoes.
0: Yeah, me too. We just do it more of on the technical side, though. You know, it's kind of crazy how you do it more of, like, an emotional side. Yeah. and, And we're more, like, you know, the technical aspect of it. Um, so it, it really you're preparing for i guess you know the customer side we've spoke a, a lot about the customer side of it and in, in, in that customer experience on the technical side for the technician uh what are some of the benefits you know I, I would let me touch on that first i would say that um you just be better prepared like your mental health you know stability would just be you know uh you know better to attack that that damage you know if you know where your tools are because you've Organize them the night before, you know, you already got gas in your vehicle, a little minor stuff. Um, you organize your truck kind of cleaned up stuff from the day before. I, I feel more confident in tackling repairs and knowing that I can get through my day because I'm, I'm well organized. You know, my days planned out my, you know, my, my routes for traffic is planned out. Now I just need to make sure that my toolbox is ready to go. I have the glue. I have this. I have that. My batteries are charged. My iPad is charged. My Apple Watch is charged. <laughs> you know, all that stuff is just ready to go. And I my confidence goes like from here to here. Once I know that I'm that I spent the 20 minutes the day before um, to prepare me for that next job. So the fact that your confidence goes up, that I think will determine. Not necessarily the quality of repairs, but just like you said, your mental state when you're doing the repair, Um, knowing that you're going through those dents, knowing that you reach over and your, your knockdown is right there. It's not buried in your bag. Yeah. (laughs) So
1: yeah i mean because I, I feel like you know if your ipad's not charged like now all of a sudden you're dealing with that like you go to sign for the customer yeah. and i'm like oh man damn it's not it's dead i didn't check or you yeah. know uh my headphones are dying you know something like that and i i'm always having headphones in with the repair that's just me uh it helps me kind of zone in and if they're dead oh, like yeah. i'm freaking out like i actually have to listen to like outside <laughs> noise while i'm fixing something. Um, You know, the small things, small details can kind of screw up the whole thing. And, you know, something as simple as, you know, your phone not being charged. Maybe you didn't throw it on the charger the night before. Um, And these are just all electronic devices that we use that just help us throughout the day. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. But if one thing goes wrong, like you, can, it will kind of lower that confidence. Like you said, when everything goes right, your confidence is already boosted. Like, why would you want to hinder that in any way?
0: Mm-hmm. And I think as a entrepreneur, we're we're dealing with fires every day. Like we're we're dealing with problems. We're a problem solver. So to have a problem of your head headphones dying, your phone battery didn't charge last night, you you're now spending that time just dealing with that and the charge and answer the phone and your headphones are dead so now you got to drive or pull over so you don't get a ticket yeah. just, like you said <laughs> what was like my customer's name got
1: yeah. like i don't know the estimate like i don't know the customer's name so i can't right. find the estimate mm-hmm. like i you know little things <laughs>
0: can like go wrong yeah exactly so q had a question here it says uh, what do you guys say um, when a customer, uh, uh, says we're too expensive, sorry, I just completely misread that. <laughs> uh,
1: so what do you guys say would do when the customer says it's too expensive? Yeah. Um, so I've spoken about this before they receive all estimates by email and if they've sent photos, we ask for the name, the year, make model of the vehicle, uh, and an email address. We estimate based off of the photos. And whatever estimate they receive in their email is the final price, and that is it. If they tell me that's too expensive, cool, like that, and that's it. So, but I feel that I think Chris does his estimating and deals comes into contact a little bit more with that question with his customers because mm-hmm. I think there's a little more I think phone time uh, with them.
0: Yes, and and so I think a little bit of that. Um... Filtering I think that's what you're kind of doing like if they don't respond back then they obviously either found someone else maybe cheaper better, you know Not better, but you know, they just found someone else, you know, maybe closer or something um, Or can do it sooner whatever the case may be Uh, For me, I give them that range uh, and very rarely do I have a customer come in You know, I see the dent it falls within that range and they go. Oh, no, you're too expensive Most of the time though they come in and there's just hidden damage that they I just couldn't see in the picture I guess this happens probably about twenty percent of the time, Um, and I just you know or the R and Is because in my picture I say look I cannot account for the R and Is I got to scan your VIN all that good stuff or they'll say five inch dent I quote them for a five inch dent and I get there and it's like it's like fifteen inches so I'm trying to figure out you know hey listen you know I'm explaining to the customer obviously you have fifteen inches oh I never set a ruler to that I was like okay so I think Mike always says you know. Mike Toledo, he said, you know, if the customer says it's too expensive, you kind of, you know, he says, compared to what, you know, what, what are you comparing it to? And it gets the customer really thinking, hopefully you say that in a more empathetic and nice way. But I say, really, did you get another quote? You know, is there, you know, is it a body shop? Have you already got a body shop estimate? I'd love to see it. So literally I'm asking in a nicer way compared to what? And I think we spoke about it again today, Dave, where we were talking about where we actually probably should be more expensive when you look at the value for what we bring compared to a body shop. And that long list of the value traits, it's like, man, like we are kind of so underpriced for what we do. Um, but it, 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 is ha- to most it happened to me.
1: Words. It happened to me recently, yeah. Friday. Um or Wednesday. Sorry, it happened to me Wednesday. I had a a nasty dent bottom of the Ford Fusion door or bottom of a Ford Fusion door. Uh, It took me two days because I was actually rushing to get out uh, of the shop before they closed. He said, just come back in the morning. I said, that's fine. Finally finished it all up. All the body guys in there. Oh my gosh, that looks crazy. That's great. That's great. Uh, The one guy was putting the door panel back together and he said, how much would you charge for that? I said, well, due to the body shop that, you know, just do the volume of work. They get a discount just based off of that. So, but if you were going to be retail if I was going to be retail, I'd be anywhere between eight to a thousand dollars. He goes, oh, really? I said, well, what would it take for you to repair that door? Oh yeah. Yeah. I it would take some time. (laughs) And I said, yeah, I was done in a a couple of hours. Uh, You know, it's, he goes, oh yeah, I guess you're right. I said, well, I know I'm right. (laughs) It's like the price it's going to cost the amount of money it will cost to repair this door that I just did. Um is significantly like, yeah, it should be this, but it's just not that. And I don't know why that is. We I know we're pushing that for the industry. We're trying harder and harder, but uh yeah, that just recently happened to me the other day. I, the, what would you charge for that? Man, that seems kind of high. Well, what would you do? You know?
0: I mean, honestly, we're too expensive because and I, you know, I would say it because, you know, we just talked about it, but we're too expensive because of people keep driving the price down. So ideally like, I won't say all buy shops cause they're actually turning around, but a lot of dealerships hundred dollars a car or whatever you might price it. And that's what they tell their customers. So we are getting pressured because of the wholesale side of our industry. And that's why retail is always looked at as, or some people more expensive than, than what it is. But when you actually look at the value aspect of what we bring to the table, especially for the guys that do complicated repairs, like me, Dave, and a lot of you guys that are on this chat and, and listening in, uh, we when you compare it to collision you know jobs it's it's a night and day difference so
1: i agree yeah um, i
0: asked them literally to compare to what P- compare <laughs> to what
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh so i guess you know like i said earlier we do prepare for repairs with tools techniques we're always trying to learn how to do uh learn something new with the actual repair process itself um what tools Besides our actual tools, such as applications, what electronic devices uh, do you use to prepare you for your customer, for your repairs? So
0: we use a scheduling app. I don't recommend you guys jump out and get it. We just have been involved with them for four years now. It's called Get Timely. If you do like it, sign up for them. It works for us, but they're going more of into a spa and barber shop type, uh, market. Uh. So don't be alarmed that you see like spa scheduling or something like that. So it's called get timely. And that's how we use to schedule our appointments. It allows the customer, I believe to leave pictures. It also allows the customers to year, make a model what the estimate number is and all that good stuff. It also syncs with our Google calendars that we run. And you know, there's plenty like square actually has one. So if you guys are interested in schedules, a lot of people like the square schedule. So there's probably some better options out there for us. I mean, for, for us PDR guys, um, there are some things that they don't do well because I run multiple locations. And that's kind of the one thing where I say, ah, I don't really like it. They don't have that buffer time that you can add. It's just a. There's another company called House Call Pro. So if you if you got a little bit of coin, they're more expensive, but it allows you to text the customer if you're mobile, uh, when you're on your way based on your location. So if you're on the other side of town and traffic says you're gonna take an hour and a half, you hit on your way, it tells a it tells the customer that you're on your way and you're about an hour and a half out. You don't have to text that to the customer because of traffic. So House Call Pro is a is a good tool. That would be my second choice, but we're already kind of in bed with Get Timely. So that's what I use, Dave, as far as an app uh, side of it. As far as for business organization and just preparing for business, I use Google Notes. Uh, that's what I use when my mind is just moving, which seems to be about every day. <laughs> so Google Notes and the notepad from um, you know, Apple. Like my mind moves so quick, like I just gotta throw information down. So as far as preparing, even preparing for the show, uh, I send the show notes to Dave, and we bounce back and forth. But I'm literally piecing together these notes as I'm in in jobs. Like It just comes to me in, in waves, so I just use those types of apps to help me out.
1: What about you, Dave? Uh, so f- once the customer has scheduled, uh, either through phone or text or email, um, I use Outlook. So I like Outlook's calendar. I've always used Outlook's calendar. I like the way it looks. I like the way it's set up and I'm just comfortable with it. So uh, Mm -hmm. once they're scheduled up, um, all of the, I'm trying to pull it up here, but I think I'm on airplane mode, but let's see here. Yeah. So you can kind of, I don't know if you guys can see that or not, but it's just, I do it all by time. Um and everything just gets entered in by time at what time I manually enter the time. I know uh, I put in the customer's name, the vehicle, the estimate number through Mobile Tech Rx uh, into the notes of this person's appointment here in uh, Outlook. So nothing is actually synced together. It's still entered in all manually, uh, which can sometimes be a hassle, but it's just kind of like you said, the way that we I've been doing it probably for the last four years myself as well. So that's just the way I, 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 it runs smooth for me. It runs smooth for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all estimating invoicing is done through Mobile Tech Rx, but any scheduling uh, is all just written into uh, an Outlook calendar. So.
0: And if you guys, you know, we're talking on, you know, preparation, but if you guys do not have Mobile Tech Rx, Um, some of the things that you can do is just look up those estimates that, you know, that you did a month out. I mean, to have that ability is, 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 crazy. And I'm pretty sure there's other apps you can write in your notes section, but sometimes you scan a car and you realize, Oh, I already have an estimate in here and stuff like that, that mobile tech Rx does help you out with. We don't get paid from them, but we really think it's a, it's a good service, you know, try them out. Um, I think we have a little coupon code. My coupon code is dentless again. It does it pay for anything but we we want you guys to try it out looks professional yeah um but you know as far as the preparation i know because uh my ops manager puts in crystal puts in the estimate number that we're going to be working on and so now i can pull up the estimate my guys are always required to take pictures um the more the merrier so i can actually see and get mentally prepared for what i'm going to work on and already plan to tell the customer you know five or six hours you know whatever it is to actually
1: yeah. fix that. And I'm putting wow. in, so like when I go to schedule guys, I'm also putting in the customer's name uh, for that day or that time. And then also in the notes, I'm putting the estimate number, just in case one of those does get mixed up or there is a typo. I always have one other thing to fall back on. So if it's, uh, you know, Mike Jones and then estimate 104, but it was actually estimate 103, but there was a typo. I could still look them up by Mike or Jones, you know, and then, just in case there was something that, that did go wrong with uh, it, the entering on the schedule.
0: Nice. So before we got one question, I'm going on to hold out on the one questions, Guys, get your questions in the chat because we really want to start bringing this back to like a more of a and a show. So uh, definitely jump on some questions here, guys. Uh, but what are some rituals that either you want to do? or you're doing right now to just mentally or physically prepare you for that next day or the day uh the next day
1: morning. yeah so like i said earlier i'm i look at my schedule so at the end of today i look at my schedule for the next day and i have to see where do i have to go i'm running that entire route in my head i'm running those repairs kind of through in my head uh what tools i'm going to use I, i'm i'm looking at all these things just to kind of have so i'm not going into tomorrow morning blind I like to have some sort of mental preparation, some mental notes in my head that I know when I wake up that these things kind of have to get done or I know how the entire ebb and flow of the, the day is going to go. Uh, that's probably mm-hmm. the biggest ritual I do with my repair process. Is okay. literally okay. mentally no. going over no. the entire day. No, none of that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mentally going over the the entire day in my head right. the day before. Nice. Quickly, I mean, oh, it, me, it's quick. It's five ten minutes. I'm looking at what appointments. I'm looking at those repairs. Okay, I know I need. To, I know I'm gonna have to use that tool. I'm definitely gonna have to use heat on that car. I know I'm gonna have to, you know, uh take this door mm-hmm. panel off. So hopefully, I can get there a little bit earlier. You know, she's and, in the city.
0: But, I may have to, you know, put clothes yes, out for my car. Ex- or whatever it is. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Just running yeah. through that entire day in my head, hopefully, how I want it to go. And then, obviously, as you know, we know as techs uh, and business owners that that doesn't always go as smooth, but we're prepared already for how that day should look. So, when those curveballs get thrown, you're already prepared to kind of uh, uh, manage them because you know how the you know, if, if you have to take care of something, you know how the rest of the day still should look.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know where you should put in more physical energy and mental energy because you've got that tough repair. You got to focus. And then, you know, some of the easier stuff that you can be on the phone or get some of the meetings done that you need to be in or whatever you need to do, you can kind of, you know, tailor to that. Um, For me, like I said, you know, like exactly what you do, Dave, I look at the scheduling system, see what my first appointment is, the name and just what time. Uh, Sometimes my first appointment is at nine. Sometimes my first appointment is at eight and for me being a father i have to drop off my daughter so i have to figure out when i need to get her to daycare and wake herself wake her up so it just really boils down to how much time i rush out the house does she get fed before she goes to school or she's eating on the way to school so it's kind of one of those things that i prepare for and every day changes uh even sometimes customers already dropped off the night before so crystal puts that in puts a little red tag and says in the night drop, so that allows me to say, okay, they're there at eight. I don't physically have to be there at eight to greet the customer. Now, for me, I try to be there about twenty-five. Worst-case scenario, fifteen minutes before the customer. And so, again, like Dave, you said traffic patterns and stuff like that. I think it's a little different for you, Dave. If you're a little late, they pretty much understand, or you probably give customers a window. I'm gonna be there between ten and eleven. You know, you arrive between them, but for me. Even though my first appointment, it's like, I got to be there. The shop is already open, but I have to be there to service them. And if they even come 15 minutes early and are waiting for me, that leaves a bad taste in their mouth. Um, when they come early so they can get their day done and I'm not even there, I don't arrive until 8, kind of sucks. So I try to be there 15, 20 minutes before the customer every day. So back to the questions. Uh, what made y'all start PDR?
1: <laughs> uh, i used to work for a body shop as a porter and i said i wanted to paint cars there was a hail tech inside of there and he said you do not want to paint cars you'll be dead before you're 40 <laughs> that started my pdr That's journey it. probably about That's 10 started. years ago
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of similar like uh i was becoming a mechanic uh trying to become a mercedes mechanic older gentleman i still know him to this day he said you don't want to do this this is crazy we're working on saturdays you know, we're not hourly, we're here 13 hours a day. You do not want to do this. So luckily, a couple of days after that, I got in touch with the PDR guy. He was hiring. I was like, well, he telling me not to go. I got a you know, truck full of tools and no no work. I can't he doesn't even want me to jump in the dealership. So I said,, well, I'll give it a shot. I was ASC certified at the time, and he picked me up and I just left that whole mechanical background behind honestly so that's me and why i started so um do you guys have an estimate fee mark we do not i do not sometimes i wish i did (laughs) no we do we do not
1: (laughs) no we do not we (laughs) say send the photos you'll receive an estimate typically within 48 to 72 hours uh depending on how busy we are i'll kind of change that uh i'll adjust that text message accordingly uh, but they'll receive an estimate in their email. And there's no yeah, fee for it. Sure. We just need the photos.
0: Yep. Guys um, who are already before we go ahead. I'm sorry, Dave.
1: I was going to say, just real quick, do they have any motorcycle tanks and Mobile Tech RX yet?
0: I don't. I normally just manually put like motorcycle because you can put like custom. So I just put more, motorcycle Harley Davidson because I never get the VIN. They just drop off the tanks to me. So I just put motorcycle. Put my size a dent, and then whatever I feel like I had to charge because I even charge more than a Paul Corden's price guide. Um, but I do think they have a price guide for tanks. So most likely, um, I think Daniel Groms, Daniel Grom, right? That's his name. Yeah, yeah. Um, Daniel Grom's price guide is in there, so they should have stuff for um, motorcycle tanks. So yeah, that probably was in the the, the last upgrade, guys. before we go please guys give us a thumbs up check out our podcast we have some different and unique content for the podcast so you're missing out Dave will be putting on or releasing the next the next PDR unscripted Uh, so check out that different content that we have on there I think you'll get get more information uh, from that uh, series Um, guys like I said Thumbs up uh, the video. Share it if you can. Uh, we want to grow this to, to become just, you know, an informative Monday Community. for everybody, <laughs> man. It, seeing the chat go through and and you guys are answering questions for customers, it is just it is amazing. I mean, not for customers, but for, for other techs, it's, it's amazing. Um, so Joshua said, I started the same as Chris, gave up a mechanical career for PDR, stayed in free. Thank you, Mister Moore. So yeah, man, you guys, you guys are, are excellent, man. We are gonna have more content coming out, which is crazy to say. We're gonna have the PDR workshop, uh, actual uh, classes are gonna come out, and you're gonna be surprised at what we got, you know, uh, in store for you guys. Um, and it's just, it's just <laughs> like I, I wish I could release this, guys. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a nice year for everybody. And uh, I hope you guys are getting information for what we're putting on. Uh, feel free to reach out to me or Dave. Dave, where can they find you?
1: Uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube at Windy City Dent Repair. Those are probably the three easiest to uh, ways to reach me.
0: Thank you. Yep. And just quick, uh, the gentleman that asked about what's your best training, if he's still online, um, ding King i'm sorry dent dean king was trained by mike i believe so reach out to him he's on the chat right now uh follow him on instagram very very nice guy lee um and he can give you his perspective of the training that he received so for the gentleman that was on there reach out to lee would would be more than happy to share his experience so if you guys want to follow me i'm on instagram at dentless touch um that's it i'm pretty much not on anything else anymore i pretty much gave it, given up on that so it is Instagram dentless touch guys thanks for watching and uh, we'll see you on the next show the guys next see Peace. you guys